0: Reto, the Wellness Base Camp hits your hometown of Adelaide this weekend. Oh, I'm so pumped, MP. The Brisbane Base Camp was a sellout and the feedback was inspiring. Christine said, keep up the incredible work and energy. You made me feel so, so good. Kira said, I loved all the speakers and the vibe in the room and there were so many aha moments. And Lauren said, no matter how many times I hear each of these people speak, I learn new things and always have action steps to take away. Oh, how inspiring is that, MP? It's great to see this event making a real shift in people's lives, Bretto, so jump on board for Adelaide folks, Kim Morrison, Damien Christophe, JP and Andy from Smashed Avocado, myself and the hometown hero, Brett Hill. Oh, MP. The Wellness Base Camp, Saturday, April 7th at the Arca Bar in Adelaide. Two-for-one tickets available with the code COUNTDOWN at thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or search for The Wellness Base Camp Adelaide on Facebook. The code again is COUNTDOWN, with the tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or by typing The Basecamp Adelaide on Facebook. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the travelling Wilbury. Here's Dr. Damien Christoph. <laughs> Hello, legend. <laughs> the traveling wilbury <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't even know dizzy? what a Wilberry is. I just know they were a band, but I don't know if that's they a compliment were. or if that's um, are, an well, insult. Do you remember who their lead singer was? No idea. Was it Roy Orbison? Oh, my dad loved Roy Orbison. Maybe. Oh, I think you're right. I think it was. I think was. you're right. Hmm. Yep. Now, you have yeah. been traveling like a Wilberry, whatever a Wilberry is. Um, <laughs> you have been over to Anaheim. Yes, and I know you have recorded an episode on this for on the wellness guys. We are going to add a very much a one hundred not out slant to your adventures. Um, would you be kind enough to inform listeners who haven't listened to the Wellness guys or don't know what you've been up to or what you've been up to? yeah look i uh, I
1: traveled over to um and i just behind Disneyland, which I just I love Disneyland, it really is. Apart from Vita, it really is the happiest place on earth. <laughs> um, I really just think it's amazing. What about really your home? Different.
0: What about what about your home with Ambie and Jacko? Don't they get well, a number one of the list? Well, it's the
1: happiest place <laughs> in the universe, so yeah, nice. yeah, 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 it's good just one. a bit different, bit different. Why shrink it, right? So, I um. I went there with this anticipation and expectation of seeing great things. Um, you know, people talk about Expo West saying that it's the greatest food show on the planet. And so I thought I'd head over there and see what sort of trends they've got happening in and around food and packaging and, and trends for health and well-being and and how that might translate to longevity and – I don't know why I thought I'd get that from the States, but um, it was fascinating because I did, I rocked over there. I, I, left at le- I left at 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon and arrived there at 8 o'clock on Friday morning of the same day, and uh, so I traveled back in time wow. and got there. I find that fascinating. Stayed up the whole day and then didn't go to sleep till 2 o'clock the next morning US time, so it was kind of like I hadn't really slept. Did yeah, have a long time um, drug free too, by the way, um, and all I did was just eat some good food. Um, but went to this show, saw some incredible things, like the stuff that just blows your mind, but there was a few trends that kind of kind of came out of it. Now, I don't know whether or not we've got many centenarians um, who are vegan. Oh, I still
0: can't have... find one I can't find if anyone has if anyone knows one, please send me one. I'm talking strict vegan because I know people that may have Indian descent will um, you know, tell us that you know half of India is vegetarian, which is true. I'm looking for a strict vegan centenarian that has been that way since close to birth. Or even just 20 years. No, I'm looking for like – because this whole argument about veganism is like it's just the best thing ever and it's healthy for the planet and it's healthy for you. Yeah, but I just I'm looking for one anecdotal piece of research. I don't care about scientific, double-blind, placebo-controlled, la la la, because there's not going to be any of that either. I just want one mm. human being. Mm. Cradle okay.
1: to the end. Well, there's a physical challenge. That's physical a, challenge. a challenge out to the audience. Have you or do you know? Have you got a contact or do you know a contact that um, has lived to a hundred years old and been vegan?
0: Maybe from the age of five, we'll give them. Got to be sometime before the age of seven. If this whole microbiome argument is very much placing importance on early stages of life, got to have some input from the early stages of life.
1: Surely, right? Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. So one of the big trends coming out of the United States at the moment, forecasting for the future for Australia, as predicted by Damien on the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys and 100 not out, is vegan. Mm. Um, I did say, and you know this, PC, I've said this a number of times, that because we had paleo, we'd have to swing to the other extreme and uh, much the same as Dima would say, we would swing in the opposite direction where there is um, an action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's uh, a Newtonian physics law. Uh, We have to go to the other power struggle, which is vegan from paleo. So we go from killing pigs and eating raw cattle all the way through to uh, eating and Growing
0: soybeans and turning it into and bacon, bar. bacon. And... <laughs> so
1: some of the amazing things that I saw, obviously, you know, America's stuck on protein. They're hung up on protein. They reckon that you've got to eat at least 10 grams of protein with every time you're eating. So it's 10 grams of protein with breakfast, 10 grams of protein with your snacks, 10 grams of protein with your lunch, your next snack, and then your dinner. Like They're just hell-bent on eating <laughs> protein, regardless of its source. You know, whether it comes from carnivorous sources or if it comes from a vegan source, plant based. Um, So everything's protein this, protein that. So I've got these little uh, packs of nuts and seeds with, uh, you know, different combos and it says 12 grams of protein. Um, Or I've got these little um, bars and it says 10 grams of protein per serve. And uh, so, you know, they're they're big on it. They want to promote it. But some of the shocking things that I saw were um, imitation animal products made from different types of protein isolates. So everything from pea protein to, um, uh, father bean protein and, um, uh, soy, rice, soy protein. Rice protein, not a lot of soy. Like there's no. a big, uh, moving away from soy because soy is generally regarded as genetically modified. So, uh, soy and corn take a backstage in the naturally, in the natural products expo. Um, not a lot of people, you know, kind of go in that direction. So it's innovative types of protein, um, Punched into different types of molds that come out looking at different types of shapes that are meant to resemble different types of animals that taste really similar to different (laughs) types of (laughs)
0: carnivorous
1: (laughs) proteins, and uh, and so, but these are considered natural. So the ingredients uh, which kind of shock me uh, will blow your mind, and I'm pretty certain that people who live a long time don't eat these foods.
0: You hit me with them. I'm pumped.
1: I am just curious as they come. (laughs) All right. So. The most shocking thing that I saw, the most shocking thing that I saw was a vegan whole turkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, this is how it's advertised. Vegan whole turkey, imitation turkey with vegan gravy and vegan stuffing. A long-time holiday favorite, our vegan whole turkey heats and serves in just one hour. The turkey is firm, moist, and slices wonderfully to round out the meal. We've included vegan gravy and a side of vegan stuffing.
0: Wow. Check that out. How much? (laughs) Well, I don't
1: know. I I walked away dry reaching because it was just gross. Like the thought of it, you just kind of – I just asked questions. How How do you make that sort of stuff? Anyway, I actually don't know. It, look, it says made. Oh, this one was made with non-GMO soy protein. So, um, and there's a whole lot of them. Like vegan ginger chicken, vegan orange chicken, um, vegan chicken drumsticks. They're actually in the shape of a drumstick. Um, vegan fish fillets. They look like they're the shape of a kingfish. Um, vegan shrimp these things actually look white with red dots on it so it looks like it's a real piece of shrimp you kind of go that's just gross but then the other thing that Brett and I thought was hilarious we actually did the podcast on this called um, it was a brand called Beyond Sausage and uh, we thought that was hilarious oh dear it was hilarious anyway uh, in the ingredients of this stuff is uh, water, pea protein, isolate, coconut oil, sunflower oil, rice protein, faba bean protein. Here's the here's the thing that gets me, natural flavor. Oh. What is that, right? Potato starch, salt, fruit and vegetable juice, uh, apple fiber, methyl cellulose, citrus extract, calcium alginate, casein to make it look good. So you kind of ask the question, are they eating healthy uh, or are they just eating natural or are
0: they going to, you know? I don't know. Well, the natural flavors is the one that seems to be there's. It's so difficult to find products these days that don't have some type of natural flavors, and it seems like even people that we know and trust, and we're not going to name them on this podcast, are succumbing to the natural flavors allure. And I don't. Know, I still don't know what the allure is. I know, right? What is the allure of natural flavors? What's the allure?
1: Well, natural flavour is the flavour of the product. Well, it, it natural flavour is actually the product, right? Yeah, you're right. So if we're using rosemary as the natural flavour, why don't we just use rosemary instead of, instead of a chemical compound that has the natural flavour? Is it of something
0: different... to do with how long it lasts? Is it something to do with best before or used by? That if they use too much of the natural product or dare, I'll I say, say it like you. the yeah. natural product, the natural product yeah. might rot.
1: There's a bit of that. Yeah, there's a bit of that. It can go stale and can get mold and um, bacteria on it. You can't get that with chemicals, of course. Nothing wants to live on it or live from it. So fascinating. Um, but, hey, listen to this one. Um This is going to be a bit of a ruffling sound, so Mm -hmm. sorry for the listeners, because as I open up the ingredients list, because it's it's concealed, it's behind a flap, so you don't read it.
0: Did you just come back with samples galore? We're just talking like
1: so much. Yeah, so many, so many. This is this is the ingredients. These are the ingredients of a spicy sweet beef beef jerky. Now, when you think about beef jerky, what do you think about? Do you think about something that's you know healthy? Beef jerky. Yeah.
0: I would call beef jerky, in a nice possible way, in our family, it would be called a healthy sometimes food. Okay. So, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not the worst thing ever. If it's done well, like dehydrated meat, if it was done well, like if it was good meat and it was done well, like if you yeah. left it in the sun, yeah, that would be all right, right? Right. Exactly. But, but you wouldn't do it all the time and it's very mono, it's just a bit of protein.
1: Yeah, and obviously um, comes with health concerns in and around um, uric acid buildup uh, as a processed meat, as also you know certain types of cancer, particularly colon cancer. Excess consumption of these sorts of foods can be a challenge. So it's a it's a sometimes food. However,
0: yeah. So if you had it three say, times a year, you'd be, be okay. Bad.
1: Yeah. Now you can have beef jerky. That's probably good for you, it, but this one's not. So let me just read these ingredients to you. Uh, spicy sweet beef jerky. I'm going to read it in ingredients in order of quantity. Okay, so like the bowl, the number one ingredient, believe it or not, in beef jerky is beef, which is good, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> thank good. God. The for next, that. the number two ingredient is brown sugar, then water, then agave syrup, then sugar, then vinegar. Oh my vinegar, god! Oh my cultured cane sugar, then spices and natural flavorings, sea salt, beef stock, apple juice concentrate, natural smoke flavor. Oh my gosh! And uh, it goes on and on.
0: Oh my gosh! Can you keep going now, for a bit? Can you keep going? Well, it just keeps
1: going. And look, it's mixed, it's blended with other bits and pieces, so you don't actually know uh, what is there. But I think that's all. Honor uh, and tree nuts. So I don't know why they've got tree nuts in there, but I thought
0: you were going to tell me that it was vegan. <laughs> I was waiting for some soy protein isolate. Well, no, there is a vegan jerky. Yeah, like, there, there was a sure there was it, a vegan
1: yeah. jerky there, and uh, I couldn't get a sample of that, which I'm kind of grateful for because I was going to bring that back to Australia and talk all about that. But there was a vegan jerky, and I was I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, like really, the purpose of going vegan is to, I, I suppose, eat healthier. I would have thought, but maybe. Um, it's more in and around humanitarian reasons or, you know, it's making all, sure that. You no,
0: know, well, yeah, I think that's the thing. My, personally, when I went vegan, it was purely for health reasons because I was like, it's a good idea for health. But I think most people, most people, I think these days, I could be so wrong. But I think most people are doing it for what they consider humanitarian reasons, are they not? Yeah, well, I, the don't know. I don't know. I don't know, mate, but i tell you what, I was uh, shocked and dismayed. All right, um, so can I throw this one up at you then? Yeah. Completely off topic, but same lines. So. You know those keep cups that everyone raves on about with coffee? Yeah. So I am renowned in this re part of the world for always asking for an almond in a takeaway cup. Oh, yeah. And um, I have been given a keep cup by my beautiful wife for Father's Day last year. But the thing right. is, without sounding precious, I take so long to drink my coffee and the coffee gets so so cool so quickly in a keep cup. And so then I said to the cafe who was laughing and kind of giving me grief that I'm always in a takeaway cup and I drink it there, I was like, but by the time you've done your dishes and washed the cup using the the earth's precious water and burning coal to get that dishwasher going, what's the major difference between my compostable cup and
1: your… Well, it could be like the energy and the resource used in the manufacture of the cup. So, you know, if Uh, it's made from recycled paper… That's a very
0: good point, actually. It's made
1: from recycled paper, maybe not, um, or recycled cardboard. It has been bleached, probably. Um, has it got some kind of um, antibacterial agent on it? Yes, most likely. Um, has it got some kind of a wax component to it? Most probably. Yeah.
0: There's a whole host of – So know, there's absolutely – I've got no lead to stand on with this, do I? No, not really. So no. The, the, no. the burning of the coal to make the dishwasher go, to make the electricity happen, and to get all of the water – to wash the cups is is mm-hmm. just nothing compared to the manufacturing of that cup and the compostability of that cup this is it so but it's another marketing thing. gimmick it's another marketing gimmick for they're thinking they're doing better than most by having a compostable latte <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, well, yeah, isn't that strange? But you know what's interesting is that these uh, keep cups are, are made out of plastic too. So it's, it's you know, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. But I think if you drink two or three takeaway cups of coffee a day and you do that over a year, let's say you drink a thousand coffees a day at $4 each, you're spending $4,000 a year um, and contributing significantly to the landfill. Um, that's, that's probably a challenge because. These these cups take a long time to biodegrade. They don't happen mm-hmm. overnight. So, you know, the cost of the planet is probably hugely significant if you're using a keep cup over, um, you know, your paper cups for sure.
0: That 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 um, oh, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to get a ceramic keep cup so that it keeps the coffee hot. Yeah, I think it's got to do, or you know, a
1: glass one. You just got to be careful not to drop it. But I think it's wise to do that. I think it's great. Mine's to do
0: glass, that. but the glass is stuff, does stuff all. It's ridiculous. Well, you got to put,
1: um, like, there's a, a cork um, thing that you can put around it, like a hugger, like a, a cardigan made from cork. Yeah. And that keeps the thing. That's good. Okay.
0: All right. Now, um, was there any longevity, like, you know, aging well, this will keep your life forever products? I know you're in seven halls, or no, there's seven halls and thousands of tables. Did you see any products marketed towards the fountain of youth? I did. I did. So there's a lot of um, cosmetics companies um,
1: that espouse to have and contain only uh, natural ingredients and you know you look at the list of ingredients and they've got all these chemical names but they come from coconut or they come from um, palm or you know something else and and it's meant to be, um, I suppose, natural, it's considered to be natural, it gets classified as natural because of its source, Mm. um, which is cool, but there's the promise of longevity if you use these particular products, but I think it's the promise of looking good for a long time, not necessarily longevity, so there's the assumption that you'll live longer if you put less chemicals in your body, and there's the assumption that you'll look better if you use products um, on your body to make you look better, and so it'd be better if you use less chemicals on your body because then you'll live longer, and uh, and so there's that kind of roundabout thing, and there was a lot of that, you know. So in terms of the halls, I spoke, um, you know, I think I mentioned to you this to the, you, to this, this to you, when we were talking uh, in terms of the size of the sheer size of this place, a gluten free show might have 100 stall holders, you know, exhibitors there. Um, a caravan and camping show might have 200 or 300 um, exhibitors there um, and pack out Jeff shed or the exhibition centre here in Melbourne where we have our wellness summits. Um, but these locations, or uh, well, this particular location in Anaheim, had 3,600. Exhibitors, and uh, that's ten times the size, like twelve times the size. So we're talking like massive, 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 vast acreage, hectareage of of stands and stalls that I had to go and navigate around to try and find out what I wanted to bring back to Australia in terms of, you know, what could be good in the world of health, what could we offer. Um, from a gastrointestinal health perspective to assist people to be really well. And uh, and so I was looking for some elixirs and some, some nuggets from the U.S., but I didn't get lots, um, which was interesting.
0: Does that um, mean that you feel that what is the U.S. Um, not the same level of market leader that it once was? Well, no, I think what I described yesterday uh,
1: in practice was that what appears to happen in the U.S. is they – uh, they jump on a trend pretty quickly, and then they just kind of slowly grow it over time. And so, a trend or a food um, fad will last longer. So, paleo, for example, um, was around probably three years uh, before Australia picked it up uh, in in the US, yeah. and it's still going strong now. Yeah. And so, where we've seen the rise and the fall of paleo, and it's still around a little bit, but you know, probably less than 5% of the population is actually doing it. Um, given that only about 7 to 9% of the whole population actually did it anyway in the first place, mm. it's probably gone down by about 50%. Mm. Um, it's not as big a conversation as what it used to be. And mm. now paleo or vegan-based proteins or plant-based proteins are, are becoming bigger. But it appears that they take things on quicker. They just don't go as hard out with it and then don't discover the health benefit or drawback in a fad as quickly as what we do so we'll go 100% at it really quickly and then we'll dump it really quickly as well whereas uh, over there they they tend to hang on to it and milk it and milk it and milk it and milk it.
0: I think the smart marketing uh, on all of this is that vegan and paleo are trying to get married in many labels, you know, everything these days is vegan, paleo, gluten-free, sugar-free and dairy-free, you know, like everything obviously except for meat products. Um, but so many things now are marketed to both so I yeah. don't know I don't know if that's – it doesn't seem like it's always been the case. I feel like that's only happened in labeling in the last five years or so um, yeah. which is not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I actually think it's a better thing so that people feel a bit more included. You can actually sit down and have your forage cereal together even if one <laughs> is vegan and one is paleo and I can both yeah. have the same food. Isn't that amazing? Imagine that. Could you imagine that? That would
1: that be nice. Imagine sitting together having a meal with your friends and family and laughing and joking and telling lots of funny
0: gags. It would be great. Speaking of funny gags, we won't do it because it's politically incorrect and it would annoy some people. But just imagine if we went traveling around the world with a video camera behind us looking for a vegan who was 100 that had been vegan since their childhood. Mm. Imagine. Imagine the adventures we'd go on.
1: Imagine. Yeah. Anyway. I hope we find one.
0: I, don't have, I'm, yeah, I Me, I have so little faith that we will find one. But I am curious as they all come to find one.
1: <laughs> me too, mate. Mm. Me too, mate. Right. A, uh, entertaining. Can't believe it's been a week since we uh, turned
0: five. You feeling older? Wiser? Just about. Definitely. You, uh, right. you know, uh, I don't want to date stamp it, but it's as we speak – it's not many days until we get on a plane to reunite together in Ikadia. I might not see you in Perth. Oh, no, i see you in Adelaide for the base camp. Hey, when does this episode come out? Can I just say,
1: can Man. I just say that Man. this episode will come out just probably four days after my grandfather turned 99. No. Wow. Yeah. So my papa, who we all know had a little fall. He's been in rehab. He's still in rehab. Um, he comes out. Shortly, he might even be out by the time this recording goes live. Um, so, on the twenty eighth of March, two thousand and eighteen, my grandfather turns ninety nine, oh, so or good. turned ninety nine. Isn't that cool? That so we've so got good. less than a year to wait for him to turn a hundred. He'll be my 100
0: not out. Seriously, he's getting. He's getting. We're getting him on the podcast. We've got to. I'm trying so oh, hard. I just can't so tell hard. him. You have to do the 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 journalistic disgusting trait of just. Throwing him under the recording bus. Well, why don't we get a list of him.
1: questions from people? Why don't if people are listening to us ask me, send me questions that we can ask my grandfather that I'll record, and we'll get the answers, and then we'll drop it in, and we'll make an audio recording of it. Yeah, because I would love that for you know keepsake. It's you know it's a beautiful little time capsule uh, of of my grandfather before he turns a hundred. Wouldn't it be great to know what a man born in 1919. Uh, remembers of his childhood or what he's done through his life and uh, ask me some questions or give me the questions to ask him and I'll ask them and, uh, and we'll record them.
0: Oh, yeah, mate. And he won't even know. He won't even know. Just voice memo, just up next to the bedside table, voice <laughs> memo is just <laughs> cheeky but worth cheeky. it, Jeez. so worth it. Oh, wow. Happy birthday, Papa. 99. I love it. I love it. Domo, as always, I've loved uh, just, I love gleaning your wisdom from your trips. We could probably double and triple episode this, but we won't. Uh, the Wellness Base Camp, Domo, when people are listening to this, the Wellness Base Camp in Adelaide, where you, the rock star, are joining us, which I'm pumped for. I haven't seen you in the flesh in yonks. Can't wait to have you in Adelaide uh, this Saturday. If you're listening Can't to wait, this mate. episode freshly after it's been released, this Saturday, Adelaide. The ARCA bar, go to thewellnessbasecamp.com. If there are any tickets left, you will uh, see them there, thewellnessbasecamp.com. There may be two-for-one tickets available. Uh, The code for memory is COUNTDOWN. Countdown, the code for the Wellness Base Camp Adelaide this weekend. Damo, myself, Kim Morrison, Brett Hill, JP and Andy, it's going to be a ripping day. But Damo, as always, I love to wish you well. Thanks for your wisdom. And uh, if you'd like to find out more about Damo, folks, go to damianchristophe.com. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au, and uh, we'd just like to say thank you to Joseph Tomo, our wonderful editor on this podcast, Rosie Garner who does all of our social media and the uh, previous 260 episodes of 100 Not Out are available at thewellnesscouch.com plus another 2,000 podcasts from the 20 plus shows on the network. If you've liked this episode, please uh, give it a five-star rating in the iTunes store. That's how we share the 100 Not Out message with the world and um, until next week, folks, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.
1: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, thewellnesscouch, streaming wellness into your lives.